0: hey welcome to book it last week i was joined by a four-year-old who talked about amelia bedelia this week we're going slightly more experienced and a little bit bigger book hey rhonda Thanks for being on Book It.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So you didn't do Amelia Bedelia, did you? Well, Because that would be so embarrassing if we did the same book two, two weeks in a row.
1: Um, I I mean, I do love Amelia Bedelia, and I've read it to my grandchildren. Um, but no, I came with a different book today.
0: All right, what are we talking about?
1: Uh, today, uh, We are, and this is a no-judgment zone because there's lots of uh, names that are hard to pronounce, but uh, we uh, are going to be talking about the brothers... Uh, Karamazov, yep, by Dostoevsky.
0: Deuss... Je- je- be- be- Take- she be-
1: Kavesky. yeah, yeah,
0: books you don't read because you can't say them, <laughs> right.
1: yep. or don't go on podcasts to talk about, them. yep,
0: so uh, <laughs> we've said before on book it, what's great about book it is you'll get some book recommendations, you'll learn about some literature. And you get books you need to read or books now you don't have to read. Because you're going to tell us about it and we're going to sound smarter. But this one's hard because we can't sound smarter because we're going to mispronounce it. Uh, Dost true. Choyevsky. Right. So you have to say it like a little, a little yeah. Russian. Yeah. Dost. I think get the dose hard. I think
1: you probably have to have vodka to say it right. That's right.
0: right. <laughs> and you got it right there. A bottle full of it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> it looks
1: uh, like a water bottle.
0: So uh, why did you read this first? Let's start there.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Big old brick of a book. Russian book. Why did you read this? 1800s, 1800s. 60 something, 1870, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it takes place in like the 1860s. I think it was written about 10, 12 years um, after that. So um, I, I've actually read a couple of Russian books this year, which isn't a normal um, thing for me, but um, I read um, Leo uh, Tolstoy earlier. And so I, I was just kind of interested and I really liked. Um, uh, how the authors really wrestle with just, like, big things that we still wrestle with. Um, but at that time in Russian history, there was just lots of big things going on. And um, and so they really just tackle the big, hard things. Like, there's, like, there are no softballs yeah. in the books. It's all, like,
0: religion, yay or nay, you know, yeah. like. Existential questions. It's like um, some American novels and American literature, and this isn't a knock against them, it's like, rock music or pop music and it's like grabby and you want to sing along with the lyrics and it's great and you get the russian stuff and it's like classical (laughs) and it's like (laughs) different and it's not stuff you're going to stand up and have a lighter and like say skinnered to, but it's like very depthy but it's hard it's difficult to slog through some of that because every uh, page is dense
1: yeah uh, right exactly um and and then every once in a while you think we're going off into the woods for you know some unknown reason yet then you know 150 pages later, it starts to come back in, and you're like, oh, okay. And the ending of the book, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about, was kind of that way for me, too. I was kind of like, huh. And then, like, I couldn't stop thinking about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I've had that with a few books of this ilk that I've read where it's like, I'm not even sure if I like it or not. And then I realize a week later I did because I lose sleep over it. Yes. I can't get it out of my head. Yes. Again, if we go to music, it's the song you can't get out of your head. It's like, why am I still right. thinking about it? Hardly right. anything happened, but it just is in there. Right, Yeah.
1: right. Um, yeah, so so
0: know, what that's... happens in this book? We got some brothers, I'm guessing,
1: right? Well, and so the title, um, and then when you first start reading it, it seems pretty obvious. Um, it, it's um, a story about a terrible father, um, and he has three legitimate sons, um, and he is um, the dad is just. Really, there's not really anything likable or redeemable about him.
0: he's Gruff, I'm, selfish.
1: Uh, he is a philanderer. I mean, he's
0: driven. Good to- word too, philanderer uh, right. hey, First time I'm looking, philander yeah. has been you used. Didn't, you didn't Hold use done. that word. Write down,
1: <laughs> write down philander. <laughs> Last week with Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> no,
0: my son didn't bring it up. It didn't come up.
1: Yeah, no, he's just like party all day. Um, fine girls, uh, even with his wife in the house kind of thing. I, I mean, he drove one away, um, and she like ran away from home and then ended up dying. And then wife number two, um, just basically went crazy and committed suicide. So really light reading. It's yeah. A, yeah. it's a beach read yeah. pretty much. <laughs> um, and, um, and so then there are these three brothers, one from wife one and two from wife two. And um, and then um, we're introduced to a servant of the house that we um, never get um, uh, confirmation, but everyone assumes that this is the illegitimate son of um, a woman with um, mental handicap that the father raped and then turned that son into a servant.
0: And where do I check this out? It sounds like I just want to read it right now. Nice. It's a kind of a downer. So, uh it doesn't stay that way. Some stuff happens or at least there's tension and there's some redemption like yeah. what's going on. So, um
1: so the so the, ti- so the title could be about the three brothers, it could be about the possibly four brothers and then there's also just kind of like this brotherhood and like especially like Russian brotherhood and Russian and um it's just it's just kind of big but the three brothers almost all kind of represent a way of being. There's um, there's the sensualist um, who is just kind of a lot like his dad, yeah, um, and just is here for the party. And um, um, the big tension in the book. Um, that causes all of the problems is that he feels, rightly so, that his father has kept an inheritance from his mother um, from him, and you know that he has money owed to him, and you know parties and he's that are going to pay for themselves. Yep. He
0: needs the money. He, he needs, needs to fund money. his lifestyle.
1: Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, the middle brother is the intellectualist, so he is flirting with atheism because you know it's more like um you know if i it, everything needs to be provable and this and that and the other and-, and in that
0: time that's more of an emerging philosophy like it had always existed yes. but it was like quietly existed and then during that window of time it like yeah. Had become predominant. It's and such a academic. it's such a
1: turning point in Russian history. Yeah. I, like I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Like I've studied Russian history. I I don't. I just like read the back of the book and like schmoop on. That's you more
0: know. than most of us study <laughs> Russian history. So I like, read the back of the book. That's one more thing I, than I've read. So, yeah. yeah. So
1: like, um, they had just like, um eliminated serfdom and Mm -hmm. so and so they're in this transition time period and you know there are some who are uh, really starting to lean socialism and then it's like you know this like really um strong russian christian orthodoxy church versus like there's no god Mm -hmm. um and if there is he's a jerk yeah
0: um
1: kind of thing and um and then you've got the youngest son who's kind of the kind of the hero of the story definitely the most likable of the brothers um and he is the spiritualist Mm -hmm. so he has um decided to go into a monastery and um he has kind of a second father there who's like like some elder elder. or something yeah i've
0: read that part of the book where he's just like hanging out in that monastery with an elder. Yeah. This older guy who's like more paternal, but then also like the Russian ethic is so much like your family and you don't like each other, but you love each other type of thing. Like it's stoic and colder, but there's a warmth to it too that's genteel.
1: And that's what I, uh, I'll probably pronounce it wrong. uh, Alicia, I don't know, the spiritualist brother, he is all about the family and trying to be the peacekeeper all the time. Um, really trying to do the right thing. Um, people just genuinely like him. It's kind of, he's kind of like you, you oh, know, like. <laughs> thank you.
0: That, to be on the show, you have to give the host at least one compliment.
1: Right, yeah. So here's your
0: one. You're good now. <laughs> okay, yeah. all
1: right. Okay, so now the truth. So but <laughs> so he's very idealistic and, you know, it's just he's just trying to make everyone happy. So the tension in the book about this you know he feels like there's $3000 owed to him from his dad and then to make things worse this uh the sensualist is betrothed to one person but has fallen in love with this other woman who is um you know not of noble birth she's i don't want to say she's not a prostitute but she's just also kind of
0: a sensualist <laughs> she might be another sensualist a,
1: a little bit yeah, yeah. And so, then the father, who is, again, just t- terrible, um, starts flirting with the one that um, his son is in love with and giving her money and things like that. So, she's actually kind of playing both of them. So, there's
0: a lo- familial love triangle and in an, right. an unorthodox way. It's not a right. brother co- competing for a woman. It's like a father.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... it's you know shakespearean it yeah yeah and and so the tension between the money and now your arrival for the woman's affection that i want and you know you're in the way of everything you want he you know he thinks that he could possibly murder his father hmm. and then unfortunately um for uh, dimitri who's the centralist um His dad is murdered. (laughs) And so, of course, everyone thinks it's him. Hmm. And so then there's this, like, um, you know, all these witnesses who are like, I saw Dimitri with $3,000. And it's like this $3,000 that nobody counted except for Dimitri that, you know, I mean, he had some money on him from, um, that he got from the one he was betrothed to. So he, you know... A little bit, little soap opera, soap yeah. opera yeah, in the middle, and it all revolves around this terrible dad. And then strewn in, like like a seemingly side note that just doesn't make any sense, is this other father um, and his family, including his son and Dmitri, in a drunken rage at a bar, thinking about his dad totally unprovoked, grabs this um, captain that he had served in the military with by the beard and drags him out of the bar, very humiliating, Mm. and, like, then beats him. And then this boy is getting teased at school, and he is, like, just so distraught that his father's honor has been um, harmed that he actually takes ill – and is like confined to bed like he Mm. and and so you've got this and then the debt and then this dad is just like doing anything he can to make his son better and so you've got this dichotomy of this like messed up family with this diabolical dad who does nothing good for any of his kids he didn't even raise any of his kids like other people in the house or neighbors you know would make sure that they had um you know, shoes shoes and clothes and um the oldest one, Dimitri, was taken in by someone else and raised and I mean his dad was just like that just freed him up to party more. And then you've got this very poor family who are honorable but have nothing. And um but yet the fa- the father and son, they're just like they're just so about being there for each other, and it's a very young young boy, um, which is what leads to the interesting ending, where you're like, oh, that's what this was about all the time. And I think there's so many themes that you could talk about, but yeah. the one that I think hit me the most was um, fathers and and kids. Well, and
0: there's a factoid, Dostoevsky. Uh, on his deathbed. So he wrote this book, and then he dies a handful of months after writing this book. It's his last book. And then on his deathbed, I guess to his wife, probably, um, he asked to leave his children, each of them, uh, with a reading of the prodigal son. That's what he wants to have leave the a, a legacy. And he's like, read about the prodigal son, read that story from the Bible about the prodigal which is all mm-hmm. about paternity, which is all about fatherhood, a kind father who is about grace, mercy, love, acceptance, uh, renewal, redemption, all that. So I think it's interesting the timing where I didn't yeah. quite know that the paternal theme was so heavy in this book. Yes, um, And then it is kind of about that. And then the fact that this must have really been on his mind. He wrote it for two years, then he dies. And then that's like on his deathbed. He's still thinking that, like, am I that father maybe? Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and um, I mean, that just actually informs my understanding of the book so much more too. Because D- Dimitri is the oldest and he's the one most like his father. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, taken out of the home um, at a pretty young age because his dad wasn't paying any attention to him and raised by someone else. And he, uh, he gets accused of this um, of this murder. So there's also kind of like this whodunit uh, going on in here. And um, there was one witness that uh, talked about Dimitri as a boy. Uh, he was a, a physician, and he um, one day brought this boy a pound of nuts because he just thought he was the saddest little boy that he had ever seen and he was like it was nothing i had actually bought him for myself but then when i saw him i just wanted to do something for him so i gave him this pound of nuts and dimitri starts crying in the in the courtroom because he is the prodigal i mean like Mm -hmm. he he never had his father's love or attention and he's raised by someone else but he comes back you know oh asking for money so kind Mm -hmm. of like the prodigal but like at the end, really, he was just a little boy that just always wanted his dad's love and yeah. never and never got it. And in, and in fact, and um, speaking of some of the like Christianity things that are talked about in in the book in the trial um, uh, for uh, Dimitri, um, the uh, defense attorney brings up the there's a Bible verse that says, um, "Fathers." Um, don't um, aggravate your sons no. or What's the word? Not, exasperate uh, Yeah, something don't like that Don't exasperate your children Yes yeah, yeah. And that's what this dad has always done yep. And um,
0: Well, and, and I think that theme too I, quote, I haven't read it But there's an inheritance theme that's strong And what he inherited from his father is he becomes his father and he gets all the like past sins of his father foisted upon him where he's on trial about his partly it's because of his father's character and who his father was that all that stuff the the inheritance the kid got dimitri was like sin and strife and pain and aggravation yeah exasperation here it is yeah i'm dead and now you get to still live with this where if you have the high character loving father it's like when they pass away what they leave you is like a legacy of love and kindness and genteel. No one's trying to arrest you when they, yeah. right,
1: right. And the defense, you know, everyone just assumes that Dimitri is guilty, and even the defense attorney, I mean, basically says it was a justifiable homicide. But the the irony is that Dimitri wasn't the one who killed, yeah, um, his dad. So, hmm. um, and then uh, contrast that with this other family that we just get these little tidbits from um, at at the end. And, Spoiler alert.
0: Shit. Sorry. It's from like 1875. So if they haven't <laughs> okay. gotten to it now.
1: <laughs> okay. It's okay. You know, so this little boy in this other family dies basically of a broken heart. I mean, like, you know, he's had doctors come out. There's, it's just, you know, seeing his father shamed that way, we just killed him. And, um, and the father is just so, so sad. But, um, and you're like, man, like, I mean, you can go about it so many different ways. Like, if Dimitri's father had loved him a tenth of mm-hmm. the way this boy's father did, you know. And then yet, Dimitri was also kind of the cause of, th- you know, their troubles too, but when he, you know, unprovoked, like, just yeah. demoralizes the father and humiliates him. Um, you so know, th- there's, it's just like yeah. so intertwined. So there's a
0: bunch of family wounds, father wounds, but then you can say, okay, on this level, they're father wounds we're all trying to like we'll live that out and make up for those appease it whatever these longings but then you yeah. could go existential where we all have these like wounds from god and it's like separation from god or this need to get back to god or this whatever like that's kind of the things he plays with is there yeah. an existence of god and if there is we feel this way until we have this like coming back this realization and yeah. he does that in a lot of his stuff where he's like playing with these religious themes where it's like Hey, some of our bad behaviors are explained by this longing in us. And when we meet the longing with sensuality or academia or something, it might leave us wanting. And in that wanting, we pull people by the beard. Yeah. Or do weird things.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And suffering is a big um, theme in the book. Um, And sometimes it's used like, well, because children suffer, then, you know, God must be a jerk or, you know, not existent at all, even though the person who was using that argument. Didn't really care about the children who were suffering. Caused the
0: suffering. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and then um, – but the book begins uh, with um, another quote from out of the Bible that is, um, unless a seed um, dies, then um, nothing will grow from it. But if a seed dies and falls to the earth – um, then, you know, fruit and all of this will grow. And so um, then it, it kind of comes around and you see that. I mean, like every every character in the book has suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they have done with that suffering has, uh, you know, it kind of goes, uh, covers the gamut of what it could. But, um, you know, like this little boy dying, at a suffering, and his dad suffering, and, you know, the... Dimitri who is found guilty of this murder he didn't commit is now suffering and mm-hmm. all of that but um, Dimitri at the at the end kind of has a this like, understanding of like i'm a terrible human being and i don't want to be a terrible human being and so if i have to go to um siberia i'm going to be the best person i can be in this dire circumstance and so he kind of has a come come around even though he's caused all of this author
0: loves sending people to siberia it's like he always has in his back pocket i'm (laughs) gonna send him to siberia and then in siberia the person always is like ah redemption it's like Siberia, for its reputation, must be a great place to go. I
1: know, I know. And and you, I mean, even like, you know, when you're um, yeah, expressing love to like, you know, your spouse or whatnot, you're like, even in Siberia, I would stick with you. Yeah. And, you know, so. Huh.
0: Okay. So, beach read. I, I don't know if there's beaches in Siberia. Uh, <laughs> you seemed to like this book. What we do on Book It is we go the old school Pizza Hut construct. Where you'd read or pretend to read a book, you get a certificate, you trade it in for a personal pan pizza. So that's how we rate our books. Uh, You can do zero personal pan pizzas, like you didn't do any of the reading and whatever. And that would be, I hate the book, no one should read it. All the way up to five personal pan pizzas, which is, everyone should read it, go read it right now. Um, So where would you place it? And and you can throw on some toppings, you can do whatever you want (laughs) with those pizzas. Uh, But how many personal pan pizzas would you give this book?
1: I. I would honestly give it 5 personal pizzas. Um I read <laughs> Yes, I read that some claim that this is the um best book ever yeah
0: written. it gets it gets some props yes yeah.
1: and um i totally get it but you just if you decide you're gonna read it it's not like don't do it on a year where you're like you know keeping track of your books and you're like oh my goal is to read 100 books because you're gonna have to sit in this one a while you i used to love
0: get... doing that <laughs> I because i do like uh th- i'd get close to the end of the year i'd be like I'd do the young adult books. (laughs) Like, I can cram 30 of these today. (laughs) Amelia Bedelia. Amelia Bedelia. Nobody
1: else is even looking at our book (laughs) list, but yet we're like, yeah.
0: If I'm wise of my December, I can get to 100. I'm at 13 right now, but I think I can pack in. Yeah. So this isn't that. This isn't a race. This is a marathon. You take your time. Or like a scenic route. You take the drive. You look around. You spend some time.
1: Yeah. 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 And just, um, I also highly recommend um, something that I did was – Kept a page open to Schmoop on my um, laptop, and would like sometimes when I'd be like, "I, what is happening here?" And I'd just kind of go read like even the chapter summary and be like, "Okay, well, what happened? What I thought happened happened, mm-hmm. and, um, and this kind of makes sense." But um, helps
0: to keep the name straight too. Some <laughs> yes, of these names that you're unfamiliar so with. So many names.
1: Yeah. There are so many names, um, and uh, but it was absolutely worth my time. It probably took me. Um, close to a month and a half to read it um i was also you know partially listening to it on audiobook i'd kind of go back and back and forth and i'm um, at one point i tried to speed it up like so i could you know maybe get it through but then i realized no i'm, I'm missing stuff and so i slowed it back down to the 1.0 mm-hmm. and was like no i'm just gonna sit here and yeah. and um and i i feel like i'm I don't want to say a better person, but like just, I'm better for having read it.
0: Maybe that's why he wrote it, because you have to suffer through it. And part of the lesson <laughs> right. of the book is like, suffer well, get through the suffering. And it's like, yeah. To have the book be super long and you have to suffer through it some is maybe part of being a better person. Like, I stuck with it, I persevered, I got through it, and I'm better for it.
1: Yeah. Like, the seed died. <laughs>
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> through the suffering and it's been fruitful. And here we are, you, you know, know. The
0: tree a grew. grew we cut stuff. the tree down. We made a book out of it. Took <laughs> the whole tree. We right. made then our read. own
1: paper. Yeah. And-
0: well, thanks for reading the tree. I Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being on. Uh, again, this is Rhonda. Uh, that was our book. Five pizza review, so that's a big deal. We'll be back next week, and I almost can guarantee you it'll be a worse book. So, see you then. Y'all keep looking for that new wife.